Here, 357. Go up and if you need to, put one right behind his head. We yeah. talked about this ghost bear. How long have you been after this ghost bear? Five years. I just love hunting these animals. That's that's all I care about. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. All right, folks, welcome to the podcast. Uh, So today I got on a a listener, um, David Sponhauer. He's a guy who, it was last year, he started emailing me some questions about um, doing a do-it-yourself hunt from downstate Michigan up to the UP, and um, he had a pretty cool season last year, and with everything, with fall hunts coming on and everything, you know, I, I figured that he'd be a really cool guy to talk to about how he did his hunt from, you know, downstate all the way up here, and how he made that work and managed to, don't want to spoil the story, but managed to uh, be successful. So how's it going, David? Great. How's it going for you, Matt? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. So, um, yeah. so I guess to get started here, well, yeah, never mind. Um, so to get started here, um, what was your bear hunting background prior to last season? Have you, had you hunted bears before or what, how'd that go? So prior, prior, prior to uh, last season, um, I have a friend with, um, his dad owns property up in uh, the Amasaw unit and, um, they've always talked about bear hunting. So in 2013, I believe, uh, I was kind of fresh out of college and we had the ambition to go. And I think we got a third season tag. So, uh, not knowing anything, um, we, we tried to hunt a third season tag and, uh, I think we hunted a total of four days and we only saw one bear and it was a shoot and a miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, we didn't, uh, I mean, we were poor college students, so we didn't have much money to spend on bait nor did we know anything about baiting. Yeah. Um, so we used, you know, some dog food and tried to make some popcorn and had just a bunch of random stuff. Yep. Uh, we had bears on camera, but, uh, and we didn't know what we were doing. So, Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. So uh, it was you and a couple buddies then that tried to do it? Yeah. So, so my friend Lucas, uh, we went, uh, in 2013 and he was the one we went with, uh, I went with last year as well. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. And then you did that from, tried to do it from downstate as well. Yep. So I'm from, uh, Grand Rapids, uh, and our, our hunting unit was Amasaw. And mm-hmm. so we were traveling, uh, I think one way was eight hours. Yeah. Yep. It's cool. and actually Why is it John's up here from, yeah lucas is from flint or detroit area so he he had even a longer drive than i did so. yeah yeah fun 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 it's what they call a bomber bait run <laughs> <laughs> we made a few of them yeah yep so did you for that season did you do any pre-baiting or anything or did you just come up and try to bait then so I think what, if my memory is, is serving me correctly, we came up Labor Day weekend, uh, put out a bait site at his stand and put out a bait site at a site that we found was okay. And they were probably 400 yards apart. Okay. Um, and we used, I think at the time you could use just a regular, 
uh, 55-gallon drum, and I think at the time you could cut a, a, a larger hole in them. Yeah, um, yeah. So right. we, we filled them half full with, like, dog food and tried popping some popcorn, which was a <laughs> terrible idea. Um, I think we had some circus peanuts, too. That was one thing we had picked up. Okay. Um, and then after that, I think it, the, the third season we started, it was, like, the 23rd or 24th, whatever it was that year. So mm-hmm. we hadn't baited it for three weeks gotcha. uh, that time around. So. <laughs> yep. And so you had some bears on camera, but only one you were able to get a shot at and missed. Yeah. So yeah. At the, at, back in the, I guess seven years ago, trail cameras weren't what they are today. So mm-hmm. you know we had what we thought was one or two bears on camera. They weren't any any regular consistent pattern or anything. And then uh, you know being that we had only baited uh, three weeks prior, they, I think the baits went cold, so we were trying to pull them back in and. I think we, we hunted like uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and left Sunday. And, you know, again, if I remember correctly, it was one of those weeks, those weeks that was like in the, the 70s or 80s. So it was unusually warm for the time. Yep. And I think that slowed the bears down a little <clears throat> bit. Yeah. Um, and yep. then the last night that we were hunting, I was, I was trying to shoot one with a bow. Uh, so I was kind of sitting right over the bait site and I, I turned, looked over my shoulder and I had a rifle with me and I thought, well, it's last night. Uh, I'm going to give it a shot. And I was shooting offhand in a tree stand, trying to rest it against a tree. And <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Learn my lesson. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's funny. It sounds, well, you were, you were a lot more successful than my first time bear hunting. I'll tell you that. Cause I didn't even see a bear when I first went bear hunting. So, <laughs> uh, I can relate to the trail cameras not working too. Cause when I, I, you know, when I first started bear hunting, I didn't even have a trail camera. And then halfway through, I was convinced I was just laying dog food on the ground. And I was so convinced that, that every scene that it was only bears coming into this bait site and and just mowing down this food i couldn't believe how quick this because i was just putting dog dog food with maple syrup on top and uh and i i was like oh wow i bet you these bears are just coming in and mowing it down it's crazy and and so i i, I was like i want to see pictures of these bears so when i got a trail camera and um i couldn't believe how many raccoons there were <laughs> and no bears <laughs> actually i was yeah. so con- i was so convinced the trail camera didn't work because i was convinced it was bears um that i would just have tons of bears on the camera that i took it back because i don't think your camera works and, and <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight it's like it's so stupid but yeah so anyway cool so that was that was 2013 so then this last yep. season, 2019, you had a Amasaw second period tag, correct? Correct, yeah. So we had a little bit of a hiatus there mm-hmm. um, with life and everything happening. And I think we built up four or five points each. And last year, we just decided that we wanted to, to give it another go. And mm-hmm. so we applied, and we ended up both drawing uh, second season. So very cool. Cool. Okay. Yep. So you're still living down in Grand Rapids and going into this hunt this last season, um, what did you, you know, I guess between seasons, did you have any thoughts as to what went wrong, what you were going to do different, um, that sort of thing? 
So between 2013 and, and 2019, we really the thought hadn't crossed my mind. I'm kind of a, I like the whitetail hunt down here. So mm-hmm. I've been fairly successful at that. And that was kind of, I shifted my focus a little bit. And we kind of, you know, when, when we thought about drawing tags and it matched up with our vacation time and everything, and, and we figured out we drew tags. Um, I've, I've been listening to you uh, since you've been having your podcast. And so I think uh, we both stumbled across the one with uh, Dan Infall and you talking about his DVD. So I found his DVD. We ordered that. We watched that. I ordered the book. I think uh, I think it's Richard Smith. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we, we both read through that. And then we're both kind of more established in our jobs. And so we're, we're making a little bit better money. And so we both said, let's just you know, go in and, and put all, all our, um, eggs in one basket and try to see what we can do. So, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up kind of coming up with our own strategy of what we thought would work good, mm-hmm. uh, between a combination of what you've said, Dan said, and, and kind of what we've read. And we kind of just went from there and, and it, it turned out, uh, you know, good because we wouldn't change anything that we did, but, uh, yeah. uh we were both successful. So, Yep. Can't complain there. Right, exactly. Cool. So, you know, when uh, I get one 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 more question about your previous season. Did you only hunt on your private 120 acres? Yeah. Okay. So okay. We uh I don't shoot, I don't even know if Onyx Maps was around then. <laughs> I don't think it was um, in twenty thirteen. So we, we we had a general idea of the property line and um, we're kind of near some state land, state land as well. But again, being kind of poor college students, we only put out two baits mm-hmm. and yep. they were both on the, the private property that we had access to. Okay. So. Yeah. I just, I just wasn't sure if that's where you, okay. Just want to make sure that's where you're hunting then. Okay. So, yeah. okay. So then, um, I remember getting an email from you last year saying, you know, kind of what your plan was, was to do <laughs> what, I think at least two bomber bait runs before season. Cause you had a second period tag, which for non-Michigan listeners, that's around the 15th of September every year. I think last year was the 16th. It started. Yep. Yeah. So your plan going into last season was to, at least as I remember it was to, um, go up and bait beginning of September. And then that would give you two weeks between baiting runs. And then you would go and rebate right before the hunts that that was kind of the plan initially. Yeah. Yeah. So initially we were, we were thinking about running like, I think three or four bait sites and, and being in Michigan, we had two hunters. You can do, do three per person. Yep. Uh, so we could do a total of six. Um, and I really wanted to do six just in case, I mean, because we didn't, we really didn't know anything about terrain or where to put the baits. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of, kind of shooting from the hip at, at where we were going to, if we even have bears coming in, if it was a good bear area. Yeah. Um, but we knew on their property we've had, they've had bears, you know, during deer season. So that's always good. Sign. You know, we kind of had the, uh, um, attraction to shooting a bear on their, their property just for the, the cool sake of it. So yeah, yeah, put for two sure. sites on their property. And then I think we, on uh, so Labor Day weekend, we went up and we had like a four day weekend there. Okay. We did, uh, we, we scouted areas, 
put a ton of miles on the, the quads and we end up putting out six total sites. Okay. Um, and then the plan was I, after kind of emailing back and forth with you, um, we were going to drop down to four. Then the following weekend when we, when we did a bomber bait run, um, and kind of keep like the four best that we had going. Yep. Um, cause we thought we were, you know, just going to have all six sites that were, that were going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we were going to have to, have to whittle it down to the best four. And, uh, little did we know, um, I think, uh, four of them were actually being hit by bears. We actually got up to one, um, and, and this is where the trail cams come in handy because the bait was just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out there was like four or five deer in there eating <laughs> bait. And, and, and we didn't have deer bait down. We had uh, cereal and marshmallows. <laughs> and for some reason, they liked it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's funny. I've, I've heard funny stories about what deer will eat at bear baits. And I, that's the first I've heard of cereal. But that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense, though. I mean, cereal's what oats? Well, it depends on what cereal, I guess, but... Um, yeah, it was like a, a fruity... I think it was Fruity Dots is what it was called, so it's similar okay. to, like, Captain, Captain Crunch or something. Okay, okay. So, um, actually, I think so, Captain Crunch is corn. Site and we were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And it was just all deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so depressing when you when you when you think it's it's just getting smashed and it turns out to be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you, so okay, so Labor Day weekend you went you went up and baited and then the following weekend you went again? Is that right? Yep. So okay. we Yeah, so the following weekend, seventh or the eighth, whatever that was, we yeah. left Friday night and drove up, got up at, you know, at the property at two or three in the morning took a little quick nap and then uh first thing in the morning we got up and loaded up the the quad with bait Mm -hmm. and we started at the furthest one uh and then worked our way back and as we got to the bait sites we just quick checked the camera to see you know did we have bears on it did we not and the the two baits that didn't we just um we just shut them down and put the camera and left yep and then so we baited the other ones and this was all all on Saturday. So um we got all that done quickly on Saturday and then we had uh kind of the evening to kind of screw around and do some fishing and then mm-hmm. Sunday we we ran right back home. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Those bomber bait runs, they're exhausting, but it's 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 that what is it, type two fun where it's not fun really while you're doing it, but then afterwards you're like, Man, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I was talking with my friend Lucas this, this past week and we were just kind of re-talking about everything and we just we both said like the bomber bait runs yeah they suck but they were just as enjoyable as the rest of the hunt because you know, you're spending time with your friends and yep. chatting and it's just it's, it's all part of the hunt so. yep exactly exactly it, it bomber bait runs are a lot of a lot more fun to have somebody with you to to do it with that's you know I would agree yeah <laughs> Yep. I remember when I was doing my Minnesota hunt, my buddy was hunting with me and, uh, I mean, we were, we, we, you couldn't drive quads we were at, so we were just hiking all our bait back in. It was just kind of miserable, but it was, it was, since he had company to share it with, it was kind of fun. So in hindsight, yeah. at the time, I don't think I would have said that, but <laughs> so. Yeah. I'd probably change my mind a little bit if I was having to carry it back in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Half mile, <laughs> mile <laughs> in the bait site. Yeah, exactly. The, our furthest one was like three quarters of a mile. That was, that was a little ridiculous. That one, we did have bears on that one. Then it got taken over by wolves, but 
yeah, that's another, that's another story, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Awesome. Let me see here. So, um, out of, I guess out of the spots, um, that you had, which, how many, let me, so how did, how many of the spots that worked out, how many were on the, um, on your private land and how many were on the, um, nearby public land? So we went with the total six, two mm-hmm. were on the private, um, and, and talking kind of with you and a few other folks, um, we figured we didn't want to be baiting too much on property too close to each other because we could be drawing the same bears. Yep. Um, so then off of that, we kind of went a mile um, in opposite directions for the other two. Um, so we almost ran like a ladder um, okay. up and down. And so of the site, was the question of the sites, which ones were getting hit the best? Yeah. Like how many, how many worked out on public and how many worked out on private? So the, the two on uh, private worked out great. Okay. Um, I guess we can get into to get into grade uh, a little bit later, but yeah, um, they were being hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two, uh, we'll just say north of the property. I'm not sure if it's exactly north, but north of the property, um, those didn't get hit. One was uh, we called it the moose bait because there's moose turds all over the place. Yeah, uh, and the other one was on a ridge near a a, a river. Okay, um, and the one on the ridge that had bear scat around it, and it was in some berries. Mm-hmm. We thought it looked promising, but nothing touched it. Interesting. Um, and then the the one south of the property, actually the first place we found, uh, we called it the trailer bait. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we got back in there, we were walking around, and it, it looked like bears had been in there like the night before almost. And we found some, some scat, and it was just like, holy cow, we stumbled upon this awesome place. You know, let's throw some bait down. So we threw some bait down. And, um, we almost thought it was too good to be true. Yeah, it, it, it was, <laughs> uh, when we got out there after the bomb of bait run, uh, we quick flipping through the camera and, uh, there's two or three guys walking through putting a tree stand up. So oh, no. we are, we assumed, we assumed that we kind of baited next to them. Yeah. Um, since it was, you know, there was such good activity. Yeah. They were probably in there, you know, closer to the baiting Start, yep. start time in August. Yep. So we just, we, you know, we pulled our camera and got out of there. So gave them some free bait, maybe attracted some more bears <laughs> for them. But, you know, trying to keep everybody happy, we, we left that spot. And uh, uh, we moved, uh, we were probably another mile away from that, mile south and another mile east. We called this one last chance because it was literally – we didn't think we were going to pull much into that area, but we thought we'd give it a shot. And, yeah. you know, we ended up having two bears hitting that bait as well. So nice. we had nice. four of the six that we, we kept alive um, on the bomber bait run. Okay, cool, cool. Now, the spots that, the the last chance, what was what was going on? Like, what was the terrain like there then? To be honest, we were getting kind of lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we had gone down... Um, I want to call it an old logging trail. Okay. Um, an old logging finger. And we kind of gone down that and we got close to, um, what we looked like some private property, which was close to a river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were still 
couple hundred yards from the private property. We just thought, you know, this is an easy spot. Let's just throw some bait down and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seemed kind of hardwoody, um, some taller trees. A lot of the stuff, as you probably know, is just super thick. Like yeah. up downstate in Michigan, like I can see through a forest, I can see a couple hundred yards up there. It's like you're lucky to see. 20 or 30 yep exactly so, exactly it was pretty thick stuff and kind of close to uh close to some some water yeah yep i was you know before the podcast started i was going to ask you whereabouts you were um hunting in the amasaw unit but i can kind of guess just based on what you're telling me so <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm really yeah. i can i figured out i think i know where you're at well i'll ask you at the pod after the podcast where but <laughs> no yeah, it's... yeah. Probably not rocket science. Trying not to give it all away. <laughs> no, I know, and, and yeah, you're hardly the uh, the only person to hunt there. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah there's so. there is a lot of bears up in that area. But um, interesting. For for listen, I live in the Amasa unit, so I'm very familiar with the area. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. So, um, trying to get all the details out of you for the. Um, to the sites here before I get into the into the story here, but um, was there any other? Well, I guess when you're trying to set when you're picking out your spots, was there any particular terrain features that you were targeting, or were you just kind of going in on a whim on where to go? So a lot of it was, you know, we tried to do some e scouting. Um, Obviously, you can only do so much of that before you're just looking at the same thing and you don't really know what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and, you know, between the, the three sources, you know, we're trying to stay somewhat where there's some, some water nearby to keep them cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to find some scab, some sort, or some berries. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of our, our key features. If we could find scat, we're like, let's put a site down. Yeah. Um, if, if we found berries or some water source, you know, we'd, we'd consider it. Um, we had tried to find a few other places uh, on one of the weekends and, and we, we went and looked and looked and scouted and looked and nothing really looked too promising. Um, so really we were, we were kind of trying to aim for some scat um, or, or for some berries of some sort um, that was maybe a natural food source for them mm-hmm. and then some water uh, in the event that it was warm and they wanted to keep cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I like to, you know, when I'm, when I'm setting up in a new area, fresh scat is probably the best sign you can find. Um, like if you're, you know, if it, especially if you're not like going into somewhere with, with, you know, you're doing a lot of on the ground scouting, especially, I, I think that, that, and the key is fresh scat. You know, weak old scat yeah. might not mean anything, honestly. But, you know, fresh scat, that is, you know, bear, the bears are nearby and they're eating quite a bit, probably. That's that's the best sign yep. to go off of, I think. Tracks are, are almost meaningless. Um, I mean, you know that bears have gone through there, but bears also cover a lot of territory sometimes. And bear tracks are also hard to find, Um very <laughs> yeah be, yeah Unless you would you, you would some, some wet area it's very tough to see you gotta have almost you know a little bit of wet 
mucky ground for yep. you know near a river or a swamp or something to see their track. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I guess if you're in a um, what's it called in like a swampy area and, and you're seeing quite a few tracks nearby, that's a probably pretty good sign. But if you're 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 in some hardwoods or something and you just there's a random mud puddle and you see a track that you know all that means that a bear went through there at some point. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So, cool. Um, so, what we're using for bait? So, we, we tried to um, take a little bit of your strategy, Dan Infault's strategy, and Jess's uh, from Beta 907 strategy, combine them all together and <laughs> yep. see what works. <laughs> nice. Um, so, we got a trailer full from Bob's bait down in Wisconsin. Um, so we got a, a tote, which is a four by four by four, uh, cardboard box full of cereal. We got two of those. Nice. Um, which was the fruity dots, which was like a banana strawberry cereal. Mm-hmm. And then lucky charm marshmallows was the other nice. one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then along with that, we had two 55 gallon drums of, uh, like roasted, uh, mixed nuts. Yep. Um, so, you know, similar to like a trail mix type deal. Yep. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of odds and ends that, that Bob threw in for us, mm-hmm. frostings, pie fillings. Uh, we had three, uh, two, three gallon pails of peanut butter, um, raisins. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I think that about sums it up. And then we, we also tried some oats. Uh, and did the kind of a little cement mixer concoction like you've made up before. Yep. Um, we had to kind of limit that though mm-hmm. because on our off-site baits because of the bait band uh, and all that that fun stuff. I think it was yeah. two and a half gallons or, or whatever the regs are in that. We had yeah. To limit that. Yep. And then the on-site ones um, we used barrels because we could use barrels on the private property with the i think it's one inch holes in them yep um which using the bait that we use i don't it was tough to get any bait out of those yeah. the bears really had to work for it i, I was going to ask um, how that worked out for you from from our camera um perspective you know it worked out for a little bit until they finally ripped the lid off and they just laid down and hammered away (laughs) um which you know they they went for a low-hanging fruit first because we did do a little bait um pile on the ground and covered up with logs yep um so they they usually destroyed that first and then they they tackled into the barrels um so then i don't know how they did it but they they always end up ripping the woods off (laughs) what what kind of what kind of like um what secured those lids on? Was it like one of the, the, cause I've got a whole bunch of different barrels and, um, some of them have like a lever and some of them are, um, you tighten down a bolt to, to close it. What, what did those have? So we actually, we went with, I, I think they're old pickle barrels. Um, okay. so they're actually plastic with a screw on lid. Okay. And then, um, my buddy had the, the smart idea to screw holes through that. And then the barrel, Mm-hmm. And then we um, used like quarter inch cable and then cabled those to a tree. So if they did get the lid off, they didn't take the lid with them. It was still at least with the barrel. Okay. Gotcha. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious because <clears throat> the uh, I I can't see how the barrels would get my because I've just got some. Well, I do have some plastic barrels, but the ones I would use for baiting would be the uh, steel ones. And I was picturing the bears prying that off. I'm like, how in the world would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the barrels came free, so yep, good. yep, exactly. Free is best. So, free is best. Yeah, and then you know, along with that, like I said, we use Jess was you know with her. I think it's up in the air, on the ground, and in the bait. Yep, is her 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 strategy. So we we had some scent balls we put up in the air. We had um I I forget what her ground powder is. We use the ground powder. Brunes um, brunt. We I also think it's had called. yep Brunes brunt. Um, we had the Deathmone caramel mix. Okay, yep. Um, and I think we had 25 gallons of fryer grease. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> that we 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 sprayed that or spread that on the ground, and actually we um, ended up getting like a weed sprayer. Mm-hmm. And I, that might have came from Dan in fall, but we yeah put in the weed sprayer, pumped that up, and sprayed that up in the trees as well. Nice. Um, just to really spread it all over the place and, and get it, get it, get it get the scent out there so yeah yeah that's cool awesome that seemed to work pretty good for you yeah uh you know on the when we were pulling cameras um on the last day we were quickly scrolling through the pictures and we had a bear we hadn't had on camera the whole time that that showed up so it was still pulling in bears nice from wherever um even on the last day of the hunt so that's cool Good deal. What what scents did you? What flavors were the like Bruins Brunt and the um, what what flavors were those in the scent balls? So we used the scent balls. I think was a, a blueberry muffin. Okay. A cupcake addiction. Mm-hmm. That went sweet. So we did two of those. We had the scent spray and Michigan Mash and Cherry. Yep. We did a the bait additive. I think it's Sweet Surrender and the Michigan Mash. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did the burn formula. That one made me a little worried just because it's something burning. Something, you know, my thought is, is it's trying to draw the bears in and the bear's going to come up and then swat it down. And all of a sudden we're burning down the forest. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm not so sure about this one. Understandable. Understandable. So, yep. I, I think we still ended up mixing that with the fryer grease and spraying that all over the place. So nice. it worked out. That works out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've even taken that stuff and just dumped it on the ground too. Works pretty good. So yeah, yeah. It's yep. amazing. I really wanted uh, to call Jess up and see if I could taste some of the stuff because it just smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I I will admit. I hope Jess doesn't get mad at me for this. I have licked the. I've I've taken a taste of the sweet surrender, and. It is so sweet, it, like, burns your tongue, if I remember right. I mean, it is so sweet. It's crazy. So, yeah, she's going to get mad at me for that. Don't don't try this at <laughs> home, kids. <laughs> but, yes, I have, it, it's extremely sweet. I was just curious what it tasted like. That's, yeah, it's, it almost has, like, a burning sensation on your tongue. Huh. <laughs> at least that's how I remember. It's been a while, so... <laughs> but <laughs> I don't do it often. I'm not putting it in my pancakes or anything. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty sure she has a disclaimer right on her bottle. Like, do not apply this to self. Do not eat. <laughs> do not eat. 
I I want to say I've I've heard of people like um like sprinkling uh, sprinkling on themselves as like a cover scent, and it's like oh. no 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 that's that's not a good idea that's not a good idea. No. <laughs> oh man, but anyway. Yeah, one other quick thing I guess on the baits. Yeah. We, we really you know the offsite baits from uh not knowing much about baiting at the time we weren't really sure what to expect and you know the, the whole covering up of logs that was a great idea um it was handy because i think that we the, the key for us was we really like kind of planned everything out we actually met like i guess they call us nerds mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got together we hung out we had some whiskey we, we planned everything out like twice Yep. Um, you know, and we went to those offsite um, spots. We had, you know, logs with us, or we had, you know, dead branches we could throw on top of the stuff, and we just slathered it up with peanut butter and anything and everything that we could think of to really get the scent down. And I think, you know, between the preparation and, and bringing all that stuff in, it really helped mm-hmm. just make everything, the whole bait run easier. Um, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Plenty. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm sure that's like the one of the biggest thing. I know I noticed this, you know, from your emails. I, I had I knew you were gonna do six, do well because you were planning way ahead of time. You know, you're trying to cover your bases and had a plan going into it for how to be successful. You know, and that that's one of the biggest things, especially when you're hunting so far away, is you got to have a plan because you know if you're hunting locally, you have time to like change things up or, or react to things but when you're only going and baiting you know twice and then hunting you don't have time to um you know like change up your game plan or if something's not working out like oh man i gotta i gotta change this up you know like you don't have time yeah. you have two bait runs and you're hunting and so there's no time to switch things up or try different things you just gotta do everything you can up front to be as successful as you can. So, um, yeah. And that, that was really, that was really our goal because, you know, I, I, sure we could go and, and pay a guide or something, but Hey, that's going to cost a bunch of money. We really want to do it ourselves. And so yeah. we really tried to just to plan it out and kind of almost put everything we had into it to, to try to be successful. And if we weren't, well, we, we could just say that we gave it our, gave it our all and we're not looking back and thinking, oh, I wish we would have bought more bait or we should have done this. I wish we would have done that. Yep. Exactly. Um, so it just gave us kind of a peace of mind that we did everything that we really could. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And now here, you know, the, this is going to be controversial because I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's guides that listen to this and there's some really good guides that, you know, do every, I, I mean, I know a lot of guys that, that do, do everything they can to make sure you're successful, but there's a lot of them that don't, you know, and honestly, from a lot of the places, a lot of the guides I've seen, what the effort they put into their clients and their bear baits and stuff, um, you can take, you know, for somebody that like wants to, like is in your situation, lives downstate, wants to come up to the UP and go hunting, or if you're in, you know, you live in Madison and want to go hunting in northern Wisconsin or something or Minnesota or Maine or something like that, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can pay for a guide, but for the amount you're going to pay for the guide, they don't really put in, the ones I've seen anyway, don't put in as much effort as you would, you would think. 
And you could spend that same amount of money and you can put in, create a much, much higher quality hunt for yourself than you would if you were going for a guide. Because a lot of guys want to get a guide so they have a quality hunt. And a lot of times it doesn't work out like that. I've, I've seen, I don't know, I, I know guy, some guides and I see the effort they put in. And and I mean, there there's a lot of good guides out there that put out way better effort. But there's a lot of them that don't. And for the amount of money you're going to spend on a guide, you could, and, and get a mediocre hunt, you can spend that same amount of money and give yourself a top quality hunt, you know, like you guys did. And plus, then you have the satisfaction doing it yourself. So, yeah, that, 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 that's exactly what I was going to hit on. You know, there's, there's one thing, you know, I want to go out west elk hunting or something. You know, I might probably do a guide just because I have no clue what I'm doing. Yep. Um, but then once I've kind of experienced a little bit, I can understand what I'm doing, kind of get a feel for things. I'd probably do it, you know, do it yourself on, you know, from there on out. Yeah. And, and that's probably one of the things with like bear hunting, you know, if you just do a little research and put some time into it, then you can, you can do it yourself and save yourself a little bit of money, maybe even, and, and you have the satisfaction of, I did it all, it all came together. Um, and really the, I don't like to blame anybody. So, you know, the blame ultimately falls on me and not a guide, you know, exactly. because maybe I thought that they did a bad job and, and maybe they didn't even do a bad job. It could just be the weather yeah, exactly. um, or, you know, something changing and the bears not coming in and, you know, it's not, you know, the, the blame would then still get put on the guide. It wouldn't get put on. Yeah, exactly. Um, they didn't do everything they could to get you a bear. You know, that's, that's just a weird idea for me. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then it's like, you know, if you want to do something, you know, if you're, you have somebody else guiding for you, right, then you don't have control to make changes to do something for yourself a lot of times, you know, whereas if you're doing it yourself and you want to change yep. things up to try to make things better, then you can go ahead and do it, you know, so, yep. yeah. Yeah, you know, we had a bait that, you know, we ran into some people and so we, we moved and, and rolled with the punches and set up a new bait and had bears coming into that bait as well. So it just, you know, a, a guide probably once have actually ran into people, but you, know, <laughs> you have the opportunity to make your own choices and right. choose your own fate, I guess. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> cool. Um, one more thing. And then we'll, then I want to hear about the actual story of the hunt, but so you were saying, um, well, I guess this kind of ties it all together here. So, you're actually so you were saying that your your baits were doing well. You wanted to know you didn't say how like how many bears you had hitting your baits and stuff. How did that how did that unfold? I guess. <laughs> Great question. Um. So the the bait the two baits on property. Um, I, I'll, I'll say the week prior to the hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly when. At some point in the time, though, we had bears coming in during daylight, almost, you know, patterned coming into the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think it was when we did our bomber bait run. Um, regardless, the, we had bears coming in during daylight, and, and we were pretty sure at, uh, we'll just call it my, my buddy's loop stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we had two or three bears coming into his 
is Dan, and they're they're decent bears, or what appear to be decent bears, judging you know based off the barrel and everything. Yeah. Um, and then at uh, my stand, um, there was multiple bears coming in there as well. Two to three is what we had thought. At some point between hunting, um, one of my trail camera pictures, and I'll have to send it to you later. Mm-hmm. We had five bears in one picture wow nice which i i, I was scrolling through and i had to like my jaw jaw just dropped i was like there's not five bears in this picture and the thing is is we didn't have from what we could tell any cubs and sounds with cubs or anything on camera yep um so i'm pretty sure there were five adult bears bears yeah yeah um the the thing that um really sucked me in was and you've mentioned this before is we had one bear dominating my bait Mm -hmm. uh the the four or five days leading up to um the 16th which is the hunt day Mm -hmm. um i call him smiley that's his nickname okay Um, (laughs) he, he he came in all the time and it looked like he was smiling um, and it just like he was grinning and our theory behind that is he was so stinking big uh-huh. and out of shape and he was just coming in out of, out of breath and he was just like just breathing heavy trying to get into the bait that's um, funny that cracks me up because I used to I I um, one of my old baits I had a bear called Smiles and he was doing the same thing he always, he always looked like he was smiling <laughs> he wasn't that big though <laughs> he was just a happy bear at least I like to think I, he was I a happy don't know bear how big this guy was but he was I I call him a tank <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so he, he ended up he was the one that um I was kind of after and and how it was set up. Luke Stan is actually the one that he hunts out of for deer season. So okay. he was kind of drawn to hunting out of his stand and I was, I was open to whatever. I mean, it was his property. So I kind of was like, you take first choice. I'll take whatever mm-hmm. uh, I want to take after that, whether yeah. it's on property or off property. So cool. Okay. Awesome. And then the two, so then how were the other two stands looking then? So then last chance was, um, we figured one or two bears, so it was hard to tell just based on the way the camera was set up. Yeah. Um, and there was some taller weeds, so it was really kind of hard to determine because a couple of the pictures of the bear was standing on its uh, time legs. Um, and the other ones were, they were down. So it was kind of hard to determine if it was, if it was a bear or two bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were pretty positive. There was, there was two there. And then at, I think we called it the crow, the crow bait, um, I think we just had one bear there. That wasn't a super active bait. Mm-hmm. It got hit and we rebaited it. And I don't think it got hit again after that. Okay. So. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. It's funny. Cause you know, it, it's like, you know, like your baits aren't super far apart, right? You're, you're trying to keep, I mean, there, there's like a mile between them or so. Right. And then, so because yeah, you yeah. and your buddy have have two baits on 120 acres, and then they're separated by you know a couple miles at most, right? <laughs> it's yeah. funny how different you know your bait activities were on the private property. You had five bears in one pitcher, you know, and then a yeah. mile away, 
you've got like one or two bears and then another mile away it's one bear you know it's it's funny how yeah. you know just being in the right area is makes the biggest difference you know <laughs> so that's yeah and, and really when we first started looking at pictures we saw one of the daylight bears it was at like 2 p.m and then on because my buddy and I, we were 600 yards apart on a private property, okay. I think is what we figured. And at like 2.05, um, there was a bear in daylight on the other one. So we had, we kind of figured we had at least two separate bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are like, all right, great. We got we got more than we had last time yep. in the daylight. So, <laughs> you know, we knew we at least had that. And then when we got further into the pictures, we realized we had quite a few bears hanging around. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's cool. How would you, so the, this private property, how would you describe the terrain on that, on the, the land? Is it all hardwoods or is it kind of, actually, I'm pretty sure you sent me a picture. Um, I know there's a swamp on it, right? Or nearby it is. Yeah, least. there's a, yeah, there's a, um, it's kind of swampy. There's a little um, stream creek maybe running through it. I don't know what you really want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's near some other water as well. Um, yeah, I'm not a good, uh, describer of trees, but there seem to be a lot of like pine trees or conifer type trees. Okay. Um, really just, it was just thick. Yeah. Um, just some thick, thick stuff. Okay, cool. Um, not a ton of like oaks or maples or anything of that sort. It was just kind of all some, some conifer type trees, I guess. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. It's nice, thick bedding kind of area. That's good. Places bears feel comfortable. Obviously, there's five of them in one place, so... <laughs> that's, that's what we were hoping. So. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Neat. So, how did the hunt go, then? So, you know, part of our issue, uh, you know, in leading up to the hunt was a lot of bears went not, nocturnal. I'm not sure if it's because first season kicked off, uh, and maybe that, that changed things, and bears went mm-hmm. a little more nocturnal there. I really yeah. don't know who was hunting around us. Yeah. Um, I'll, the yeah. other thing is... Here, I can I can stop. So, I'll, I'll tell you why they went nocturnal last year. It was the weather. The weather was absolutely wretched um, right around the middle of September. But it was... Yep, I was it, say. It, was, it was like continent-wide. <laughs> so, no, yep. the, there, was, there was no other reason they went nocturnal last year other than the weather. So, I can tell and you that's from... That's kind of what we thought. Yep, because I was running my baits we in Wisconsin were, and... Yeah, yeah. So, so where I was hunting, yeah. I was I was around a, a guide, and normally this guide had really really high success rates, and because um, me and my buddy Mike would would swing by and see how the camp did or whatever, and uh, normally their 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 success rates actually in like the ninety percent range, right? And um, oh. I forget I forget what the number percent, but they do really really well, and. Yeah, they they struggled all season to fill those tags. It was just because right as soon as um, bear season started, I think when did uh, I'm trying to think of when bear. It was like around the tenth of September first. Yeah, for I forget when my actual start date was. I think it was around the tenth of September though for Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, the weather was just so bad. It 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 like flipped a switch. I had bear. I had this one bait that. I mean, you know, constantly had three or four bears visiting it, and then it just poof, flip of the switch went completely cold, and it was a hundred percent the weather. So, okay, um, that's that's kind of what we figured because 
uh, you know, in 2013, a similar thing happened to us. And I was like, no, not a repeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and thankfully we still had bears coming in. So, yeah. um, I, I don't know if it was you, uh, one of the podcasts or where we got the idea, but I think we cut down to the weekend we started that we were going to hunt, um, that Saturday we started baiting, um, I think gallons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and just putting the five gallons under the logs and the, the sticks that way. Yep. Um, and they were cleaning that out in a day. So we were rebating re- every day, mm-hmm. roughly the same time, trying to keep a good pattern going. Yep. Um, and, you know, still when Monday rolled around, I was sitting and I walked out in hunting clothes. Uh, I think we got out there at like 11. So we we're sitting all day almost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I ended up just sitting in my shorts because it was so stinking <laughs> hot and in a box blind. Yeah. Yep. So, and I didn't, uh, I got skunked the first night. I didn't see anything. Um, checked the camera the next day. Of course, Smiley came in 10 minutes after shooting light. Um, yep. So whether he knew I was there or if it was the weather or what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my buddy ended up, he saw a smaller one, what he thought was a smaller one. Uh, and passed on it. And then so Tuesday, um, which is our second hunt, uh, my friend switched to a different stand. I actually went down to last chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually second chance. Um, <laughs> not second chance, but second, uh, or, uh, second stand. Okay. Um, and I, uh, I was stuck on trying to, to find Smiley, so I, I sat in that stand again, trying to, trying to go after Smiley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my buddy was successful that night. Oh, cool. Um, he ended up shooting, uh, a sow, um, came in, I think it was about an hour before dark. Um, and just smoked or dropped her right away. And nice. so that was a nice, easy track job. Cool. Um, cool. Now, which stand was this on again? That was uh last chance. Okay. Okay. So that was the one actually on public land then. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. So that was that was the one about a mile uh, away from the private property. Okay. <clears throat> nice. So, and this is actually you know coming back to the, the planning of things. Um, on our way up, or the week prior, we had called a butcher mm-hmm. and just kind of was like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. If we shoot one, what do you want us to do?" Um, and I forget the guy's name. I think it was, is there a summer sausage, yep, summer shop, sausage shop? So I forget his name, but we called him and talked to him and he said, if you shoot a bear, give me a call right away. Uh, and I'll tell you what to do. And being there mm-hmm. was abnormally warm, we're like, well, we got to get it on ice or something. So we were kind of left with option one, he can take it or option two, we got to run an hour to Marquette to the ice to put the bear on ice. <laughs> yep. Um, and the problem with that property, as you probably know, um, there's no cell phone service. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yep. we, uh, we drove like bandits for, I think, 15 minutes to get cell phone service, called the guy and said, and this is, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. He goes, yeah, bring it in. I got another one I just started on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. you know, we went back, gutted it all up, threw it in the truck, ran it in. We got in there at like 10, 1030. And he just pulls it right in and just, you know, goes to town and, and nice. without knowing all this, 
you might have spoiled me or who knows what, but it was it was great to uh, to call ahead and talk to him and and figure out what he wanted us to do. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I so yeah, not affiliated with them at all. But uh, if you're ever in the Crystal Falls area, summer uh, summer's sausage shop. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. Forget his forget the guy's first name, but uh, um, you know I I've never had him do anything with a bear. I was doing my own stuff with bear, but um, this last year I was I had a very successful deer season, and um, I wanted I don't know I just want to do something different. I was tired of just burger and roast and steaks, you know. So I, I I brought a whole dough to him and had him make quite a bit of what I have made uh, salami, um, but yeah, venison salami smoked brats and calls them wieners but they're you know venison hot dogs and uh um, okay top-notch stuff really liked it so yep if you're ever yeah, in the crystal falls area need uh some butchering done summers is good yeah he, he really hooked us up because uh well wednesday when i was hunting um we ended up taking another one but uh yeah <laughs> um so, so with my hunt, um, again, it was hotter than hot. I think, yeah. I think I'd gotten out in the stand at one o'clock. So we were still sitting for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was just, we got you know, three, four lanes to kind of, kind of watch and you got one lane with the actual bait in it. So just sitting there and I might've taken a nap or two, you know, I usually go, <laughs> yep. um, you know, be, being that it was so hot, I figured it was okay to doze off here and there and, yeah um i was hunting with a rifle this time and sitting in a box blind and i had all my windows open sitting in my shorts again and uh <laughs> it was probably two hours before dark and i was like you know i should probably close up the windows a little bit because it was kind of breezy so that, that was at least nice um and i closed up the windows so it wouldn't blow straight through the blind if the wind was blowing the direction it was blowing mm-hmm. and Thankfully, I did that because about an hour before dark, you know, quote unquote prime time, I looked to my right. And as I looked to my right, just on the trail that I came in, right downwind of me, there was a bear crossing the trail. Nice. And I really wanted to get it on camera or video it since I was sitting, you know, in a a, a blind that I could have a tripod in. So yeah. I got the camera all set up to record and, um, kind of lost him through some thick, taller grass and thick stuff. He was kind of skirting the edge of the bait mm-hmm. and he just worked right downwind of the bait and he came right in. So within a matter of a minute of me first seeing him, um, he came into the bait and this is the first bear I, I had laid my eyes on, uh, actually while I was hunting. Oh, cool. Um, and he looked like he was a good size uh he just shot one so i was like well it'd be cool if both of us got one so uh, i put it where i thought was a good spot and just pulled the trigger and after i did that i was like well shoot <laughs> i didn't watch him for that long <laughs> um I, and and then after the fact you know he was it looked like he was gonna go walk right past the bait mm-hmm. um but you know we were, i was close enough to camp where my buddy could hear the shot and he waits about a minute before he falls over the radio. I'm just intently listening, trying to hear the 
the death moan of the bear mm-hmm. and I'm just listening and listening and I don't hear anything. So now I'm, I'm second guessing things and thinking, well, shoot, did I miss him again? Is this a repeat <laughs> of 2013? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm freaking out a little bit. And, and so my buddy, he comes out and he brings his flashlights out. And so we go down to the hit site and we're looking, I think we gave him probably 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure he's expired and uh we're looking for blood looking for blood i was like well this is the way he ran yeah and i tell you what bears don't bleed (laughs) no they don't Um, no they don't can i can i just pause you really quick for the listeners um two things bears don't bleed so make well they will but especially at first they don't bleed much and so take note if you remember anything, take note of the way they ran, what path they went down when they ran, because they're they're not hard to track through the woods, <laughs> you know. Even you know they're 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 a big animal running, so you can tell which way they went if you know what path they went on. Secondly, um, you know I I'm not even sure if it's fifty fifty that they death moan. If you hit them, you know a good solid chest shot. Um, I mean like through the you know chest cavity. I mean, I'm trying to think of how many times I've heard a death moan. I've killed eight bears, and I've heard three death moans, and all of them have been good shots. So, yeah. So we'll say 40% of the time I've heard death moans. So, okay, continue. Yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing is about my, my buddy he shot, you know, his the night before. Mm-hmm. He heard, you know, it was his death moan was like, was kind of, kind of pathetic. Like he was expecting <laughs> something big and it was more yeah. like just, uh, <laughs> and yeah. so I, anyways, I was listening for that and I didn't, we didn't hear it. So we were looking and looking yeah. and, you know, now I'm really second guessing everything and we're potentially walking around looking for a wounded bear, which now really, you know, really gets the anxiety going a little bit. Just a little, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, we're walking and, and there happened to be a shooting lane um, where the bait was. And then, you know, 15, 20 yards of kind of some wooded area and then another shooting lane with some grasses in it. So rather than um, disturbing the path that it went, because um, my thought was as well, if, if I did hit it and there's no blood, I have a tracking dog for deer Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, if I did hit it decent enough, I don't want to disturb um, where we could bring a tracking dog in potentially. So I kind of stayed off the path and I was like, well, let's skirt around and see if it's, if we found where it went through the taller grasses. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up uh, going around the other shooting lane and somehow or another, my buddy saw it and it was tucked up in a dead pine tree almost <laughs> um it, it was pure luck that he stumbled upon seeing it because it was still halfway in the thicker brush area okay um but it only ran i think 30 yards yeah um and we tried tracing back to find any blood we couldn't find a speck wow wow and it was a good so, hit too I, I think yeah i don't recall exactly but i think i clipped the heart and the lungs okay um it was it was a good hit. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it only went thirty yards. So. 
Yep. Yeah. Out of curiosity, what caliber are you using? Um, so where I hunt whitetail, you have to use a straight wall cartridge. Yep. So I, I hunt with a 450 Bushmaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> Didn't even bleed with a 450 Bushmaster? No, and on top of that, I'm shooting, um, oh, who makes them? Uh, Black Butterfly 275 grain all copper bullets. So, oh, wow. I actually recovered the bullet from the far, the opposite um, side of the hide. Okay. It was just barely sticking out. I got a cool picture of it. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it, it just barely popped out the other side of the hide and no blood. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, like I, I say many times, shoot big bore calibers, and yeah, they they don't bleed. So, I mean, they do somewhat, but part of it probably was that yeah. you didn't get an exit wound, is my guess. That's yep. why it didn't bleed somewhat, but still, man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, so, same thing. We, we ended up, we called up the, the butcher shop, and he's like, well, how big is it? I was like, it's kind of big. And so we brought it in there. He was he was pleased that we brought it in, but it wasn't very pleased how big it was. <laughs> nice, nice. How big was it? Uh, it ended up on a scale with 306. 306 dressed. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're in the mid 300s then. That is a nice, nice bear. I was I was very happy with it. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you guys Everybody did pretty good me, then. Like, that... Well, you set the bar high for yourself. Now uh, don't shoot anything bigger than that because you probably won't in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a very, very big bear for around here. So that is cool, man. That is really cool. Yeah, when you sent me those pictures after season last year, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So cool that is good that is good so well cool did you have summers do anything um special with your bear or just cut them up and yeah so we were you know i think we took it in wednesday night and he said he'd have it done by thursday um and i think we he ended up having it done by friday we picked it up friday and i i think if we went home friday or saturday we we kind of took a day to clean everything up and then we were kind of in a hurry to get home just so we had a day of recoup and everything before we go back to work. So, yeah, of course. Um, I just had them straight cut it up and, and we had steaks and roasts and, and all that fun stuff, some cool. burger. Um, but I, I didn't think we had enough time for him to do anything special with yeah. it. So. Yeah, it takes a bit for him to do the sausage. So, but yeah, cool. Well, that's awesome, man. That is that is a really nice bear for sure. You doing anything special with the mount or anything or so, it? and that's that's the other funny thing is I, I said I wasn't gonna do anything unless it was a decent bear and well now <laughs> I'm shooting myself in the foot because I have to do something with it. Right, right. <laughs> so I my dad excuse me. My dad shot a bear uh when I was younger uh, and he had a rug done out of it. So I've kinda actually taken over his rug and it's now at my house. So okay. I didn't necessarily want another rug, um, and I wasn't sold on a full mount because that's expensive. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, and and the shoulder mounts, they look decent, but I wasn't super sold on those. I ended up settling on um, kind of doing a half mount where he's kind of walking on some sticks and some branches or something like that. So, yep. 
um, it's, it's still in process, but, uh, yeah, I, I figured it's probably going to be one of the biggest bears I ever shoot. So might as well do something with it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. That's cool. Yep. I, I did the exact same thing with my bear last year. So I'm doing a shoulder or not a shoulder mount, half mount. So coming out of the wall, standing on a birch tree. Yep. So, but because of COVID and everything, I guess the tanneries are like backlogged, I guess is what the story I've heard oh. is. And so stuff is taking a long time right now. So, right. <laughs> but Either that or the guy I took it to is, I don't know, telling me, <laughs> telling me, telling me falsehoods, which I hope not. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, but cool. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, I guess looking back on your season, what, what would you do? Would you do? I guess what are the biggest things you learned, and what would you do different next time? So obviously. Uh, I probably wouldn't do anything different because they're both successful. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, if we were, we are potentially going third season next year. Yep. Um, and we actually have his brother and dad going this year. So we're kind of going to learn a little bit this year, next year from things, but you know, I think, um, now that we have uh, essentially four bait sites that we know are going to be probably somewhat decent based on previous activity mm-hmm. we'd probably try to find a, a two more um but to do something different you know i might have went out and tried to find two two additional sites to have six sites just so we had those options yeah um yep. you know, just being with the odd weather you know having another two options out there with maybe different bears or different areas that were maybe cooler or getting you know bears in mm-hmm. um at different times that might have been a good option for us. Um, maybe changing up the bait a little bit. So I think the nuts was a good strategy. I think, you know, we, we kind of tried to ration those and, Mm -hmm. um, towards the end we were doing almost five gallons of nuts. Yep. Um, but before we were doing like two to three gallons or so, um, so, you know, maybe changing the bait up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they seem to like the, the cereal mix with the marshmallows and, and the peanut butters and whatnot, and the, obviously the nuts, um, the, the cement mixer oats and, and Michigan mash. And some, we actually threw some fire oil in on that as well. Mm-hmm. They liked that. Um, uh, but that was kind of, that was the filler bait to kind of keep them around a little bit longer yep. uh, on those in between runs. Um, yep. so that was good there. Um, Boy, I don't know what we would really do different. I mean, everything from 907 that we used, I, I pretty much said that we would buy it all again just because, you know, spraying it up in the trees or on the ground. You know, as I said, the last day we had a different bear coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it clearly what we were doing was working and bringing in more and more bears. Yeah, we probably sure. would have started earlier. Um you know, really establishing or claiming your site, I guess, in, in that first bait weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in the middle of August. Yeah, yeah. It's right around the 10th of August. Floats. It floats now, yeah. but yeah. So that's, that's something to toss around because it's like, well, do you bait then and then bait Labor Day weekend and have a big gap in there? Or do you do a bunch more bomber runs and now that we're going to be doing third season, how does that play into 
into everything and yeah um, so there's definitely some more thought to put into some of it um but yeah i, I think probably the main one would be um starting a little bit earlier mm-hmm. maybe trying to find some more that were more than a mile away uh, i know a lot of guys i think you were one of them said try to find something maybe five miles away yeah um, yeah it can be hard it can be hard to do though for sure yeah and that was, you know, kind of the main thing. We were trying to be close to each other. So if one of us did shoot, we could go and assist right away. Yeah. Or shortly after. Yep. Um, so. Cool. Well, good deal, man. No, that's good. I mean, I, I definitely agree. You guys definitely were extremely successful. So kind of hard to change things up if, uh, you know, you had so much success. So that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, so. it's tough because it's like, well, I mean, I hope my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think we we probably had a thousand dollars total in debate. Yeah, um, which is still way cheaper than a guide. Yeah, it sure um, is. And you know, with the gas and everything. Yeah. Um, and I'll, so, and I'll tell you, a guide you know, isn't putting down a thousand dollars worth of bait huh, for you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe some are, but most aren't, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it, you can definitely get, you could, I mean, we could make it cheap and get by with some more of the, the fillers and the oats and whatnot, and, and it would probably still be successful. But, um, you know, being that we had five bears in on one camera at, at one time, it's just like, yeah, yeah, probably do it all over again. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it is, bear hunting is what you put into it. So that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. Well, cool. All right, man. Well, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? You know, I guess the last thing that I have, uh, well, two things. Okay. Um, the bear I killed was not smiley. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I was going to ask you that if it was smiley. Okay. So it wasn't smiley. smiley. Interesting. No. And, and, uh, Smiley was bigger than my bear. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure Smiley was bigger than my bear. And they actually, wow. um, they had him on camera this spring. So no I'm kidding. 90% sure it's the same bear. Wow. That's cool. Um, that's cool. So that's one thing. The other thing, you know, we were trying not to jinx ourselves, but we brought up, you know, three or four coolers. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't trying to jinx ourselves saying like, oh, we're going to be successful. Yeah. Um, but boy, we're thankful we brought the coolers because, you know, without the coolers, we would have, we would have run to Marquette, run wherever to get, to get coolers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, you know, the last kind of thing I have is just being prepared and, 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 and making sure that you're ready for whatever comes your way. I mean, having the coolers and being prepared to bring all the meat home and bring the hides home. It's amazing how much room hides take up. <laughs> it, it sure does. Um, it sure does. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, that's, that's a great closer. Cause yeah, it's, it bear hunting is what you put into it and your planning will lead to success. So if you don't plan, it's going to be hard to be successful. So if you just show up, you know, with show up up here with no plan, just throw some bait down, you're probably not going to be successful. So, 
And if you don't plan for success too, then got to figure out a way to get your stuff, your meat home and stuff and your hide and everything. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, but cool. All right, man. Well, Hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you doing this. This is good. So I hope the listeners can, uh, get some from something from this and be successful too. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me and, uh, and all the advice you've given me along the way and, yeah, no problem. Um, everybody else that's kind of written books or things on bear hunting, I just it's, it's been helpful. And, and 907, great. Uh, Jess up there was very helpful as well. So if you have any questions for her, give her a call. Yep, yep. She loves talking bears. And um, for, for the <laughs> listeners, if you do have questions, you can email me at bearhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, I, 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 I get to, I think I've gotten to all the questions I've ever had through email it's not always easy but um i try to answer especially if you're looking for help with you know trying to do it yourself bear hunt or need advice or whatever um i try to try to answer them all so sometimes a little hard but i I do what i can so um yeah so if you have any questions shoot me an email and um i will get to you as soon as i can which might not be in an hour (laughs) so (laughs) anyways all right thanks guys catch you next time